We'll get to that momentarily. <laughs> Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Three Man Weed. Three Man Weave is brought to you by the good folks at Chairshot Radio Network in conjunction with thechairshot.com, reminding you to always use your heads. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by the esteemed Mr. Ray Cash. PC Tunney is on assignment this week. He's not going to be able to join us, but we're going to keep it funky like a monkey and groovy like a 10 cent movie. Raymond, my brother, how goes it? How are you? I'm doing good, man. Uh, it's a good day. I'm not doing as good as a certain young man in Kansas City, but you know, we all can't be that lucky. But um, yeah, you know, I'm no, living nobody the dream. else is either. So, yeah, nobody <laughs> else is doing that well either. So, <laughs> you 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 know when you make Ronaldo and uh, A Rod jealous, you're doing something. So yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. Uh, before we get started, I do have to remind everybody to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot T-shirt. We've got something for everybody. And if you enjoy the content we provide day in and day out, show us some love. Make sure we can keep providing it by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. And what, what do you say, man? Let's just get right into it, man. The big news of the day. 
Eric Andre, aka Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Eric Andre. <laughs> That's good. I've never I never thought about that. That's good. That's good. Has just signed a 10-year deal worth $400 million to remain in Kansas City. Now, Ray, do you know what the uh, the signing bonus was? Do you know how much that's going to be? The deal is ten, the ten is deal, deal is ten years, four hundred and fifty million dollars, two hundred and forty guaranteed, one hundred and forty injury guaranteed. Which means that if anywhere in the ten in the ten years he gets a catastrophic injury and can't play no more, he's still guaranteed to come home with one hundred forty mil. So worst case scenario, this Mellon Farmer is leaving out this deal with three hundred and forty five million. Let me put it. Let me put it in perspective. I, 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 I'll do my research, and while we're talking, I'll get this actual number. But if I'm not mistaken, I don't think any NFL player has ever signed for 140 million. Maybe two have signed over 140 million as a total contract. <laughs> you know, somebody like nobody's ever gotten a, his 140 million injury guarantee might be the third or the fourth biggest contract signed in history in football. And that's his injury guarantee. I'm like, bro, let me do an Alex Smith and just get this money for training. What's what? What you talking about? Play football, please. You better put. You better see me on that sideline. So every woman in even in the vicinity of Kansas City, Missouri. I'm talking Illinois. I'm talking Oklahoma. Maybe even as far as Texas. They are all taking chances right now, putting on their masks, going to the gym, getting their hoo ha's waxed. You know what I mean? Hey, hey, totally hey, hey. Ageist woman, homie. Ageist woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, hey, for 450 mil, shoot your shot. I might say, I'll swipe right for 450 mil. Please, you can get a date. Uh, 450 mil, man. We can, you know, we, we might be able to do some hand stuff. I'm just saying, you know, I mean, <laughs> we can negotiate. It's a wiggle room. I'll co- <laughs> right? I'll contemplate it for 450. <laughs> like, come on. so. That being said, this this was a no-brainer. Obviously, they had to sign him. I guess he's he's probably – I don't even think it's probable. He's got the belt right now. He's the quarterback champion at this particular moment yeah. in time. How how big is their window, or how long do you think their window is going to last? Because you know how these contracts work. You finally have to pay the quarterback, but now there's other positions that you're not going to have the money or the flexibility to pay because, you know, you you got to take care of the quarterback. They're in such a unique position. I, I think he's he's nothing like Peyton Manning in that he has a bigger arm than Peyton ever did. He's more mobile than Peyton ever could dream to be. But I think about the way that Indy structured their teams around Peyton, in that they stacked him with first round picks on the on you know on the outside with receivers and tight ends and backs, and they piece worked and patchworked everything else. They kept him with the left tackle and the right tackle, and paid all them, and they had edge rushers. Everybody else, barking Ben. And Andy Reid is the perfect coach for that because Andy Reid is going to get that offense running. The The biggest secret that nobody talks about on the Chiefs is that while Patrick Mahomes is that dude and maybe it's blasphemous to say all-time when dudes play three years, but he might have all-time great talent. I'm talking like Marino Elway level talent. But Tyreek Hill... Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson would start for 
20 teams tomorrow. He's their fourth receiver. Like, they're not – it's not him. It's like his, it's not like it's Brady in 2015 throwing to, you know, Julian Edelman and me and you. Like, mm-hmm. the, the boy got, like, perennial pro – Travis Kelsey's a Hall of Famer now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so I think he'll be set as long as they can keep him with weapons so he doesn't have to make guys. That's helped him. He hasn't had to make – look at what Aaron Rodgers has to deal with in Bay. You gave him five receivers that he can rock with, Jordy Nelson and Donald Driver and De- Devontae and uh, what's the kid in Dallas now? Um, oh, um, I know you, you know talking about. I can't think of his name. Randall yeah. Cobb. Randall yeah, Cobb. Yeah. yeah. He's going to the Super Bowl, right? Or in the NFC, Champ- NFC Championship game. Now – you give him or whoever else you can think of, he can't stop doing nothing. Weapons matter in this league. It's not just how great your quarterback is. It's what weapons you have, and he easily has the best set. I mean, just to put everything you just said in perspective, Sammy Watkins was a, what, a seventh pick in the first round of the draft when he came out, and he's, what, the third, maybe even the fourth option on that team. So yeah. they're loaded. But that kind of goes to back to what I was saying. How long? Because eventually, especially since they're they've got Super Bowl champion on their resume now, and that's expensive. When you put Super Bowl resume on your, you know, Super Bowl champion on your resume, man, the, the rates go up. So you know, I don't know how do you think or how long do you think they'll be able to keep this unit together and and keep him surrounded with those weapons? Because eventually they're gonna have to pay some other people as well, and I don't know if they're gonna have the money left to do it. I think I think they can make I think they can make it last long because uh, I think Tyreek Hill just signed a deal so he's good for a few years but it's football mm-hmm. you can re up every year if you want to because it's football uh, but that's why I alluded to the fact that you could patchwork your defense who cares right if you got to do 80 20 80 percent of it to the offense you got the greatest offense like what the thing like what uh, Kurt Warner was able to do in 2000 what Peyton was able to do in some of those, like the year he threw 49, and when Brady had Randy Moss and Dante Stallworth and was like just and the murderer and was killing it. Like, was that was um, that a pun? Well, <laughs> Eric, I mean Aaron Hernandez, but I mean you knew what I was talking about. No, but you, know you said about? the murder, and then he, and then you said they was killing it. So that, that's what I was talking about. That was oh, funny. see, see, I'm, I'm better than I think I am. Off the top. <laughs> Wordsmith. But those are probably the three best modern offenses we've ever seen, right? This is better than that. This is not only is it better from a yard perspective, from a touchdown perspective, but the efficiency level is off the charts. And they just got a first-round draft pick who could be the Darren Sproles to what they – like. Clyde, oh my God, I, it's he got two last names, but he's from LSU. The kid is amazing. He might be the best back in the draft. And they got him at like 32. Like, I mean, it's it's this it's it's, it's literally like if a, if a millionaire goes to uh, if a millionaire goes to Vegas and hits the penny slots and like he wins like four thousand dollars. Like, how much more lucky can you get? It's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair, it's and not I fair. know as a Ravens as a Ravens fan, you got to be saying to yourself, "God damn!" 
So that's why I appreciate what I appreciate about the difference between not only both teams, but both remember John Harbaugh comes from the Andy Reid coaching tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he builds his teams quite similarly. But what I appreciate in the difference between Mahomes and Lamar is they they're drastically different quarterbacks, but because of their difference in who they are as, as quarterbacks and because of the difference in how the offices have to be run, we can always like look, Lamar is humble enough to say, I man, we can just run all game. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if he throws six times in the game, I don't think he'd care as long as you win. I'm not saying Pat Mahomes wouldn't, but you ha- Pat, the ball has to be in Mahomes' hands for them to win. We can win multiple ways. Our defense is top three to five, depending on the week. We have the best kicker in the league. We have one of the top three punters in the league. You know, and then our offense, like if you give us a receiver that can run a route, you, 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 we in business. Man, that play that Mahomes had, I believe it was against the Texans. Excuse me, the one where he would he scrambled for the twenty yards to score the touchdown. Man, that might be the greatest play. All things considered, considering time, you know, uh, 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 where the game was, considering it was a playoff game, them trying to come back from, uh, what, 21 to, or 24 to 3 deficit. All things factored into that. That might be the greatest play I've ever seen on a football field. I mean, this guy is uh, amazing. Speaking of that game, if you're Deshaun Watson right now, what are you thinking? Goddamn. Why is Bill O'Ryan still my coach? That's what I'm thinking. Bro, okay, so let's talk about it. Legit question. Deshaun got to come up next year, right? It's just about time for him to come up for his deal. Mm-hmm. They, 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 like, threw away DeAndre Hopkins for a washed-up David Johnson and a couple picks, mm-hmm. right? They gave you um, Brandon Cooks, who's a good receiver, but he's not Hopkins. No. You know Bill O'Brien is a decent coach on the field, but is completely inept as a personnel guy. And I think has lost the team in a certain level, right, with some of the moves he's made. You know you're going to – Pat Mahomes got 450. You at least going to get 200. You have to. Do you stay in Houston or do you go elsewhere? I'm faxing if I'm if I'm him right now. I'm faxing my resume to uh, Chicago, to San Francisco, to the Rams, to Chargers, to the Los Las Vegas Raiders. You 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 get what I'm saying here. There's a, <laughs> we have options here. I'm getting Fair my enough. resume together. And I'm faxing it or or I'm or I'm a, I'm gonna shoot the GM that uh. Hey, what's up, Tex? You know what I mean? Or, hey, what you do? Hey, what's up, Big Head? I'm shooting him that text. Hey, Big Head. <laughs> you, you up? You up? You up? <laughs> yeah, there's no way in hell I'm staying there. You give Bill O'Brien a lot more credit than I do. I don't even think he's a good uh, X's and O's guy. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I just I don't have any faith in him whatsoever. I think he's more of a college coach. Because you talked about how he lost the team. Well, the college kids, they have no re- point or they have no frame of reference. They have to listen to you. But, you know, you talking to a millionaire, like, bro, I make more money than you, man. Why don't you talking to me like that? Fix your face. Why are you talking to me like that? I smack that's, the shit out of you, Bill. <laughs> that's a great That's a great point, like, really salient when you think about the fact that the reason O'Brien is even a head coach 
in the NFL to begin with is because he was tasked with having to get Penn State back after Paterno and Sandusky fucked it damn straight to hell. Right. That wasn't so, the only thing. And the fact right. that. <laughs> See, I was aware of the pun that time. It was trying to let it ride, but you had to point it out. Yeah. But. <laughs> Man. So, to his. That's the reason why I believe in him, even just slightly. Because literally, the ne- all the scholarships they lost, all the people that transferred, and the next year, they were fighting for the Rose Bowl. Like, the dude can coach. It's just, I don't think he's meant to be a head coach in the NFL. He is an offense coordinator. He is Charlie Weiss. He is Josh McDaniels. He is every offensive coach that comes from under the Bill Belichick tree cannot head coach. They just can't do it. it history has proven that. It's been like four now, and none of them are good. It's probably been more than that. You've got about Romeo. Well, that's defense. I was just oh, talking about offensively. Okay, I got you. I got, but you. I got, you. I got if you. you want to keep it, if you want to keep it a buck, the only good coach that's come from him is Mike Vrabel, and Mike Vrabel didn't coach under him. He just played under him. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. But yo, congratulations to Pat Mahomes, man. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens because, and we're going to get to this a little bit later on in the show, but. I'm anticipating there's going to be football this year because, quite frankly, I think if there is no football this year, uh, the dominant society will turn this bitch into the Hunger Games for real, for real. They going, they got to at least try. <laughs> they got to give us our bread and circuses. They got to at least try because I don't want to live in a world where there's no football because y'all Melopomas is crazy about your damn football. Speaking of crazy Melopomas and football, it finally – see what I did there? Yeah. It finally looks like the Washington football team is going to do the right thing. Uh, right now, everybody knows, man, there's a lot of uh, civil unrest in the country and a lot of things are getting renamed. Statues are being taken down. And, you know, I'm like, burn this bitch to the ground. The Washington <laughs> football team, I've refused to say that name for the last five years. The only time I've ever said it is if I accidentally said it because it's hard not to. You know what I mean? It finally looks like they're going to do the right thing and change that name. And I've heard rumblings uh, today also that the Cleveland Indians are looking into changing their name as well. And that's egregious, especially when you have, yeah, especially when you have Chief Wahoo, which in my opinion, Chief Wahoo is the equivalent to the blackface dude with the big red lips. Like that's how bad Chief Wahoo is. And yes. then, you know, the Chiefs and, and, and the Braves with the Tomahawk Chop chop and all of that. It, funny story, just real quick tangent before I get back to the actual thing. I went to a baseball game last year. I live in Atlanta, for full disclosure, for those that don't know. And I went to a baseball game last year with Amber and her mother. And, you know, she doesn't follow baseball. She doesn't know any of that stuff. And they started doing the, the Tomahawk Chop. And the, she looked, Amber looked dead in my face and said, is this racist? I said, oh, yeah, very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, very much so. But you can't do it, though. <laughs> <laughs> they did. I, I wasn't doing it, but yeah, but yeah. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? But, I mean, this one is is the, the Washington name is more egregious, especially if you know the history of the term red skin. Like, that's just – excuse my friends, that's fucked up, man. And the fact that it was able to last this long, I don't necessarily think it was because – you know, people were insensitive. Obviously, yes, people are insensitive. But it wasn't that, oh, we're just an evil organization. It's because white people are really resistant to change, right? I don't know if it's... Yes, they are. That's So, yes, 
period. Pause, pause. Next paragraph. However, <laughs> a lot of it is not that they're resistant to change in general. It's resistant to the change that has to do with them not having the power. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't have to go into the platitudes of the world right now. Like, the world is the world. We know what's happening. Like, watch the news, check your Twitter feed, read Breitbart if you're one of those guys, whatever you want to do, right? But we know that, we've seen that every... T- the the Hornets changed their name to the Pelicans. Nobody gave a fuck. Mm-hmm. Because there is no historical context to Hornet. Right? Nobody gives nobody cares about the New Orleans team. Nobody cared when they were in Charlotte and never won anything, right? You most people can't tell you the best most people can't even tell you like who played on that team in the nineties. Like, right? You know what I'm saying? Unless you're a real big basketball fan. Larry well, Johnson. We know Muzzy Bogues. Glenn uh, Rice, Rick. like we know. <laughs> we know. I, I uh, that. Go ahead. But, yeah, yeah, we, we, we know what's up, but like um, a lot of people don't. There's not a historical context, number one. And number two, we're not changing the name Redskins because it's a business move. And right now, white people are sick of this social shit because they're not benefiting from it. Well, you, but you can't separate the two right now, though, Ray, because it's in vogue to be socially conscious and aware. So you, not you know that group, but the social move is the business move from a from an organizational standpoint. From a I want to continue sure. to make money, so I have to appear that I care about these issues. You know, right? Well, but and that's the only reason this is even a conversation. Mm-hmm. Just two years ago, the dude wrote and he said, "You can you can quote me on this." The, the Redskins we will never change the name. You can put it in all caps. Never. That's a direct quote from Daniel Snyder. Like two, three years later after that statement, oh, we're looking at changing the name. Why? Because the business move is change is doing this now. Because that's why. So I, I want to get your opinion on this. I'm not torn at all. Right is right. I'm a, I'm I'm a means to an end kind of guy, right? Like I think that in many cases, in most cases, the ends justify the means as long as the ends are necessary and are right for everybody or for for the masses, right? But I'm getting really sick of this fake gratuitous socialism that we're dealing with right now, right? Like don't What's what do you say? Don't don't piss in the air and tell me it's raining. Isn't that one of yours? One of your sayings, don't, right? Uh, don't don't piss on my back and tell me it's raining. But close enough. I mean, you know, I, I try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's how I feel about this. Like, I know you you don't give a shit about this. You don't you don't care about me. You don't care about my people. You don't care about our struggles. You care about a dollar. Because if you cared about our struggles, forget my people. If you cared about Native American struggles. The people coming to you telling you this is offensive to us. And this is this is how I know it's it's emotionally charged and it's personal. You know just as much as I do in the business of sports, what is one of the most 
lucrative things any team can do, a redesign. Mm -hmm. When you get a new logo and a new jersey, you got to go buy it. Mm -hmm. That's new merch to go get, right? A new name? Bro, do you know the money that they will make from that if they would have just done it on their own? That's how I know it's personal. So a little bit of me is torn because I'm happy this is happening. Right? NASCAR getting rid of the Confederate flag. I'm so damn glad, finally. But, like, part of me hates the situation in which it's happening. I feel like this isn't happening because it's right. It's happening because it's in vogue. Ray, if you were here with me right now, I I would hug you and kiss you on the forehead. I've never been more proud of you. I, you know, I mean, I've been standing on this hill, you know, though, since everything that's been popping off, been popping off, man. And because it's because I've seen this movie before. This is what happens. You know what I mean? To pacify, you know, to pacify us, quite frankly, you get a bunch of uh, symbolic gestures and ultimately things that don't mean shit. You know what I mean? In lieu of actual progress or or justice. You know what I mean? That, but that's what it does. It, and it pacifies us and it makes us think, oh, okay, yeah, things are changing. And ultimately, nothing actually changes. So, yeah, I've been on that for the, this whole time, man, because you see all these corporations and whatnot, you know, signifying and, and, and trying to act as if they care about social justice. When in reality, you know, between the corporations and the banks, they're the melon farmers that rigged the game that led mm-hmm. to the conditions that's leading to what happened now. So you want me to act like or think you give a damn when you've been profiting and benefiting from this system since there's been the system? No, nah, I, I call bullshit. But again, that's what they do with us, man, to pacify us. They give us a bunch of symbolic gestures that are ultimately nothing burgers. There's not going to be any congressional hearings. There's not going to be any public policy put into place. There's not going to be any justice. That's it. But now, now oh, I, I said all that to say that I'm I'm glad that this change is happening because this is a, especially egregious and it has been long overdue. When you say that, when you say that you're trying to play Candace, you mean like 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 canceling Aunt Jemima? <laughs> like canceling Aunt Goddamn Jemima? What they coming for Uncle and Ben all next? The, <laughs> and all the and all the what are the, some of the other things that um. That they're, that they're changing, we're gonna play lift every voice and sing before the games? Like, yo, yo, what, <laughs> what are we what, doing? The, you know, the, the funniest shit, and I, I, I pray to God this happens, because it would be the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life, is when they play lift every voice before the NFL games, if all the white players took a knee. I think that'd be the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life, man. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's completely and utterly ridiculous. And white players, I will sit with you in solidarity. <laughs> yeah, you might get a knee out of bullshit. You might get a knee out of and 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 look. I don't want to be this guy, but you black- can't want you 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 see it now. You got the glasses on. You see what it is, man. And it's a burden to carry, but it is what it is. You see it. I've, I've always seen it, but again, means to an end. But why do we even have a black national anthem when black people aren't a nation? Well, the real question is, why didn't Stevie Wonder write the Black National Anthem? Which, if well, you vote for me, I announced my candidacy for president yesterday. If you vote for me, I guarantee you that I will commission the great Stevie Wonder to write and record a brand new national anthem. I'm here to uplift all Americans, black, white, red, brown, yellow, purple, men, 
women, everybody. I'm going to make America great. Not again, because it was never great. But a vote for Platt is a vote for America, because I will make America great for all Americans, except dwarves. They're on their own. That's, wow. (laughs) Wow. Wait. (laughs) Wait a minute. I was like, okay. I see you. You rolling it. Whoa. I'm a little hurt. I don't know why. I'm six foot one, 300 pounds. Why should I be hurt? I'm sure the Um, dwarves are hurt too. So another question I wanted to ask you, ask about is the word redskin is is very clearly a slur. It's always been a slur. And you can never tell me it's not a slur. There's no way you can, anybody can even fathom the fact that it's not a slur. Right? Yeah. But and the Cleveland Indians is a little bit too on the nose, right? Like, you, yeah. what, what's next? Like, I always wondered about Kansas City, like Chiefs and Braves. And one in particular that, that I've always found interesting, the rhetoric around it, is Florida State Seminoles. The reason I bring up the Seminoles is because, well, in Florida State, it's in Tallahassee. In Tallahassee, that is a one of the biggest contingents of the Seminole tribe. Mm-hmm. So, And the Seminole tribe, Seminole chiefs, have actually worked with the school and like when you see before Seminole game, the actual Seminole on the horse with the war paint on and he throws the flaming thing, like that's a real Seminole. Like, so there is a real synergy between that school, the area and that tribe. So I feel that's a little different because that's uplifting their people instead of marginalizing like a lot of these other teams are. But I always wondered while Indians and Redskins are completely on the nose, hey, can't go. How do you feel about Chiefs and Braves? Just the I name. Mean, I know the Tomahawk shit is too much, but just the name. That's the, the main thing. I get uncomfortable with the Tomahawk thing, man. And, you know, I've, I've, I've actually talked to older white people, and they look at it as paying homage to the Native Americans and, and keeping their memories sure. alive, which I'm not even – yeah, I'm not. Yeah, uh, you know what? If we're if if we're gonna if we're gonna get rid of them, man, let's just get rid of them all and start over. You know what I mean? I I get where you're coming from. The Braves and the Chiefs that that is a little more uh, palatable than you know the the, the term Redskins or, or or even the Indians. So I, I get that, and I like the comparison you made with Florida State, where they're actually getting a check, so they're cool with it. So shout out to them, man. At least they can do is get a goddamn Why check. Why do you have to make so, it <laughs> monetary? Why well, can't be just like love and and emotion? Why do you have to make it about a dollar? Really? You know what I mean? Because really? it is about a, it is about a dollar. It is <laughs> really? clearly there's a, there's a monetary <laughs> transaction. <laughs> yeah. But also <laughs> the city of Tallahassee. I mean, you know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah. if we were in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, like, you, you know, like, in certain areas, you know, if... Yeah, you're right. So, I would say just get yeah. rid of them all, but the problem but the problem with that is it's a slippery slope. And that, that you know what I mean? Because we don't think about the other side of this, man. Like, I, I've read a lot of those uh, uh, misanthropic, futuristic stories and books 
you know what I mean? The you know Fahrenheit four fifty one and and uh, mm-hmm. what's the one by Orwell? Um, nineteen eighty four. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. and yeah. All, all of them yeah. start the same. Like okay, we're trying to do some good, but ultimately we go one bridge too far and we find ourselves in this society where we can't say anything, we can't do anything, and we're completely controlled. I would get rid of all the names, but again, I also have to understand that you know for every action there's an opposite and equal reaction. So how far does it go? You know, is, it, you know, you got your Ravens in the background. Like, is there going to be is Ed Ground's Poe family going to come out and, and be mad and think that you're disrespecting his legacy? And they, I know it sounds ridiculous in my head no, I when I say yeah. it, but you know exactly what I'm saying. I know I, I completely hear you. And to your but, analogy about the Orwell book and about the um, um, the uh, Fahrenheit 451 time back. Society can't be trusted with itself. That's the problem. Society, society yeah. cannot be trusted. You, yeah, um, yeah, you took you took the words right out of my mouth, man, because I didn't mean to cut you off, but you brought up a, the, the exact point where I was going because we can't even be decent human beings to each other. And that's why some of these laws and some of these social game rules have to be put in place because we can't even be trusted to just be decent. And just do the next right thing. We can't even do that. Just, you know, just what just hit me just now. So, you know, this is a sports podcast. We speak sports. So let me try to make this sports analogy to help you and un- people understand how messed up certain things are, especially the Redskins name in general. One of the oldest and most fierce football rivalries is Washington and Dallas. Why? Cowboys. The Cowboys. Do you just the, come on? The connotation of that is just so. First and foremost, there haven't been quote unquote Indians. First and foremost, there was never Indians. But just no. let's go with the colloquialism, right? There haven't been Cowboys and Indians since America was great, according to some people, right? So, number one, that's a dead giveaway to the fact of where it's coming from. Number one, that is racist. Number one, right? Number two, that's the only reason they're a rivalry. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Am I missing? No, something? you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. You know what I'm saying? Baltimore and Tennessee were in were in the old NFC Central for years. They were never a rivalry. Baltimore has been with Cincinnati in the same division for years. They're not a rivalry. Just because you're in the same division doesn't mean you're not necessarily a real rivalry. But Washington Dallas are. And Washington Dallas are because of their damn logos and, and team names, mascots. That should tell you right there the name should have never been – should should have ne- like I can understand the ignorance back in the day. Like the Astros started off as the Colt 45s. The logo was a gun. It was a pistol. Like what are we doing, right? And that changed pretty quickly. I get that. Sometimes society can't be trusted. Sometimes you're misguided. You say stupid things. You do stupid things. I I understand that. And we come from a racist society, a, a country built on racism. I get that. Around 1960, 65, 70. I, I, I give you a pass for some of the dumb stuff you did if you fix it now. But we've been talking this talk for Redskins for 40, 50, 60 years now. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you can miss me with all this. Oh, well, we can't. Ch-. And then, well, no, I'm not going to go there. Go ahead. Well, 
Well, what's really going to bake your noodles is if, if you actually take the time and do a little bit of research and you'll learn that most cowboys were actually black men and Mexicans. But we're not ready for that conversation just quite I, yet. I'm, we try I'm, to get rid of a goddamn racist name. I'm from Texas. If you remember, Texas was Mexican territory. It, mm-hmm. Just to be, histo- let's be historically accurate. Texas is a part of the South because of our location. But we're not a part of the Confederacy. We're never part of that lineage, right? Mm-hmm. Free slaves used to actually come to Texas when it was part of Mexico, and Mexican and the Mexican government made them you're you're free, and we will fight for you because of your freedom. That's what the Sp- Mexican American War was about over Texas. But man, yeah. I, I ain't trying to preach. I, I don't have a collection paid to pass out, so you know. <laughs> Let, let, let's yeah. let's let's flip it like this. Let's flip it like this. Let me ask you one follow up question so we can move on before we get we change this from the three man weave podcast to the, the political CNN <laughs> whatever. <laughs> what name do you would you change it to? Some of the names that have been rumored are Red Tails for the Tuskegee Airmen, that which will never go. Great, like we both, when, yeah, we both agree on that. It ain't, you, it ain't happening. You can't go from overtly racist to socially and so socially in charge you can't go that far um the warriors which is just warrior in general but it's also supposed to show love to native americans and to the troops so they don't have to change everything they can still keep the merch they have and yeah (laughs) because that's another thing man nobody's thinking about how are we going to do this? It's July, bro. They're supposed to start footballing in September. So you're going to overhaul your entire everything. You got to get new unis for the squad. You got to print up new merch and whatnot. Like, that's that's a lot. I'm not saying it can't be done, and they got it, but that's a lot. Pelicans were – the Pelicans' name change was announced in April. Them boys had logos and in, in, in jerseys made in July. It's possible, dog. Okay. It's, okay. it's okay. possible. Okay. I know there's a basketball team, but it's the money that – they, that the NFL has and that yeah. Snyder has. Um, I feel bad for all those uh, African children in the Congo that's going to be walking around with uh, Mark Rippon and Ark Munt Redskin jerseys, you know? If, <laughs> if, you, if you know, you know. <laughs> if, if you know, you know. If you know that what I just said was might have been the funniest thing I said this whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the New England 19-0 championship shirt. <laughs> 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 I've seen a kid with the picture of it on. That's hilarious. Um, the the last the last one I'm gonna throw out to you before I get your opinion on that. Uh, that I, I think is actually dope. Is just screw the name, the Washington Football Club, Washington FC or Washington United. Go straight, go straight football football with it. I think that's dope. Don't have a name. I hadn't thought about it, man, because all the names I had heard were whack, except for Red Tails. Like, you know, obviously, the Washington Monuments and Nationals and all that goofy stuff. I like Washington United. It, it kind of plays with the the, the quote-unquote wokeness that I, I put in quotation marks, and I roll my eyes when I say it, but it plays up to that because we are united. It's Washington. It's the nation's capital. We're united as Americans, yada, 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 all that goofy stuff. I like that. Washington United. I like that actually. That's the best name I heard. I ain't heard except for Red Tails, which we know ain't happening. That's the best name Never. I heard. And the cool part about it to me is you can still just like you know if you if you're a football fan and we're talking like soccer football. If you're a football fan, 
all the football clubs have nick like a lot of them have nicknames, right? Mm-hmm. So you could technically call, still call them the Hogs. That's what they've been called for like 20 years. That could be their nickname, but the football club, the team name is Washington United. I think that's dope. Yeah, it won't uh, happen. No, but I'm still on the. You got to change the jerseys, man. You got to print up new merch. They got to uh, write a new song. You ever heard the fight song? Oh, hell to the Redskins. Yeah, my 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 stepfather, rest his soul, he was a fan. So yeah, I I, I saw a lot of their games growing up, especially when I was living in Virginia. So Steve, yeah. you wonder, man, if you listen, yo, yeah, help him out. <laughs> Damn, so he got to make he he got to replace Francis Scott Key and. Watch this team. You, you got homeboy working. You know he's like 75, right? Yeah, man. And if you stop working, you die. Isn't that how that works for old people? They, You know what I mean? They need something to do in order to stay invigorated. I'm just saying, man, there's some things we could There's some. I could trim some fat at the, on the budget, man. When I get to Washington, I guarantee I am going to drain the swamp. Unlike the, the commander and joke that we have in there now, I will drain the swamp. And well, then I will sell the and then I'll sell the swamp water, and that's how we'll get the budget to have Stevie Wonder do all these new songs for us. Speaking of selling, let's let's take a break and let's sell. Let's let's pay the bills, and we'll come back and we'll hit you with a little UFC talk, and might have a special surprise for you. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, sound the trumpets and alert the townspeople for the third man of the three-man weave and my former campaign manager, Mr. PC Tunney, has arrived. Tunney, what's going on, brother? I don't understand how you can use the word former when I was never your campaign manager. In fact, let's just get this straight. I I am not like against you doing whatever you please to do in life, and you know I support you 100% as a person but i don't want anything to do with this dog and pony show okay you keep the circus away from me barnum and bailey thank you much but good luck to you and balls yeah that's right plat and balls 2020 although it sounds better than most of the options you got right now (laughs) belaz sir Mm -hmm. yes you might you're not you're not gonna win but you might get more votes using balls instead of belaz you you know the irony of the whole situation is that you've never called him Blast. But now you want to call him Blast because you know Plat Balls sounds hilarious. Yeah, that's a great, <laughs> great, great. That's a great point. That's amazing. That's a great point. You man. all don't have to take this campaign seriously, but goddammit, I want to drain the swamp. I'm going to unify America. I am going to unify everybody. I know where I'm getting rid of the partisan politics, okay? I'm crossing the aisles. I'm getting Democrats and Republicans to work together because I'm letting balls do all the talking. Yeah, but talk. I, but flat ball. <laughs> I think you brought up the most important point there, and what you were saying is that, folks, you don't have to take this seriously. <laughs> and that's why he's my former campaign manager, ladies and gentlemen. That's not he, even he, true. He, he it's not true. I've never, too. I've never been his campaign manager. I will show you the text message thread of when I was informed of a job that I never accepted and totally rejected that. 
Yeah, he, he was my campaign manager no. for about a good 24 no, hours. That's not true. In his mind. He, he didn't know. In his mind. No, he right. didn't know. Which means I never to was. Fair, he, didn't, you would, he didn't realize. Said it. position was never accepted. To be Bro. fair, he didn't realize it, but he was. Rasheed Wallace was the letter hawk longer than Tony was your <laughs> <laughs> Because I was never your campaign manager. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! So real quick, Tony man, before we move on, because you guys know I'm itching at, and foaming at the mouth to talk about Fight Island. It's finally here. Uh, just quick, real quick, man, your thoughts about the uh, Washington Football Team finally doing the right thing and changing their name? And and again, I, I don't want to bore anybody to death, but if you're not familiar with why the term Redskin is 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 so vile and disgusting, please do yourself a favor. You got Google on your phone. Google is your friend. But Tony, what are your thoughts about? Washington possibly doing the right thing and what are some of the names that you would like to see alright I will try and make this uh, less than two minutes okay the Florida State Seminoles have direct permission and appreciation and they follow everything that and, and I don't know what these guys have already talked about so I apologize if I, if I top any points to add on to anything that they already said okay so that's the shoot right there they, they take honor and pride in being connected with a collegiate program and a place of learning and the way that they Florida State the University has learned how to do it the correct way in honoring them and there's a line of communication there Indians in general is not offensive but when you slap the cartoonish looking guy on the front of it and you don't really have a direct connection to any specific tribe I, I can't really disagree when Terry Francona comes out and says it's time for a change. Daniel Snyder is a motherfucker to work with. Three minority owners in in Redskins who own 40% of the Redskins want out. They want to sell it. The only way Dan Snyder quells this fire and keeps these guys in there, which I believe he does want to do, is they need to change this name. And sponsors directly. Uh, FedEx and I can't remember the other sponsor. Um, I believe it's Nike. Nike. Nike, yep. Okay. So it's real easy, simple fix. All you have to do, you don't have to do anything to the colors or the stripes or the patterns or anything else. You just take that logo out and you replace it and you make them the Washington Red Tails to honor the Tuskegee Airmen because it's perfect with what's happening right now. It's perfect for a football team with honor and pride and unity and togetherness and the way that they fought together. It's a team kind of thing, and it, and it represents something positive, and it appreciates something as opposed to just going ahead and, I, I, the, like you said, the name is very offensive. So that was close to two minutes. I'm sorry. That's my take. That's what I think they should do. The funniest thing I saw that made a really good fucking point, and I hope you guys know what I was saying in the text thread the other day, but if you don't know what The Onion is, it's a political satire newspaper, and they said, Washington Redskins, change name to DC Redskins. And that just shows how ignorant the ownership and, every, and, and the people in charge of this are that they, oh, yes, oh, you're right, we do need to change the name, but they don't even know which part of the fucking name, right? So that's my whole point of view on that. I really hope that that's the case. I know Dwayne Haskins even tweeted that out and said, 
you know, red tails with a little sh emoji. So maybe he knows something we don't. But I, I think people have been talking about that for a couple years. So don't give me credit for that at all. I just really like the idea. No, the DC Redskins, that's hilarious. And shout out to The Onion. The Onion is funny, man. If you're not familiar, <laughs> get familiar. It's funny. But, yeah, so we, we agree with you, man. We would love to see the Red Tails be the name. We just don't think it's going to happen in a million years, unfortunately. <laughs> you you can't go from ultra-racist to, like, ultra-woke, like, overnight. Like, you have to – it's like when it's like when you have a, when you smoke and, you like, you have to, like, break it down in steps. You can't just cut your nicotine addiction, like, right at once. Like, it's a 10-step it's a process. So, like, step 10 is Red Tails. Like, step – one is like getting rid of like the face. Like, can we get to step one first before we get super woke? I got it, and I'm gonna get flashed. I'm gonna get so much heat for this, but I'm gonna say it because it's funny. I, I probably shouldn't say it because I am running for president. I gotta clean up my act. But what if we do Chief Wahoo? Do I really have to do deal Chief with Wahoo. that shit all the way till November? No, that's just do horrible. Chief Wahoo. Ugh. Can, can, can I finish my statement, sir? Sorry, I, I, I was respect just your opinion. recollecting in the punishment I've been receiving through the fall. I, I respect your opinion just like I respect the opinion of all Americans. Oh, and all, now you got to be nice American about it, too. Right Maybe this will be sir. fun. Maybe this will be fun. <laughs> you say whatever you want, and he has to be political. Uh, yeah, go ahead. But, yeah, but go for it. About, yeah, maybe you're the one not going to be having so much fun, huh? How about we have Chief Wahoo versus the dude on the, the Washington football helmet in a loser leaves town match? <laughs> Maybe it'll be a draw and they'll both get eliminated from the tournament. What, what was it something I said? Was it something I said? Generally. Oh boy. Too soon? But you know what? With with the current administration, shit like that might get you in the White House. Hey man, drain the swap. Let's do it. <sighs> It's going to be me, Chief Wahoo, the Land of Lakes butter guy, Aunt Jemima. She's out of a job now. She could do some, you know that's, what I mean? She could do that's some a true homie. story. She is out of a job. <laughs> homie in the commercial, homie in the commercial with, with the, the trash and the one tear. We got to move on. We got to move on. We're going to get canceled so quick. Uh, at times like these, I like to call on Alfred. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Rising up, back on the streets, did my time, took my chances. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the moment is finally here. This Saturday, 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 chicka, 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 Saturday, the <laughs> premiere and debut of Fight Island. 
And before I pass it off to these gentlemen to talk about the card, because we've got three title bouts on that card, I do want to say that when I'm president, I'm going to mandate that oh, every single God. athletic event really takes place on Fight Island. That's right. I'm going to hire American workers. I'm bringing jobs back to America, and I'm going to hire American workers to build foot, football facilities, basketball facilities, baseball diamonds, everything you could think of to bring it back. Uh, yes, I'm going to hire minority and people of color. I can't say black anymore because I'm the president. I gotta say <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to laugh at that. Crap. <laughs> damn it, you got to see what's going on. Damn it, Ray. Back, somebody back me up here. I, 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 I have a question. I have a question. Yes, sir. How 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 were you gonna hire American workers when Fight Island is in Saudi is in, uh, in Abu Dhabi? I, I happen to have a very good relationship with the Abdubians. <laughs> I've, I've been talking. To, I've been talking to the Sultan. We, we we the communication lines are open. He's open to the idea. He thinks it's a beautiful thing. It, and that's how politics is, man. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. We have a working relationship. I'm going to make this happen. I'm bringing jobs back to America, damn it. And for the record, I'm bringing... for the record we here at the Three Man Weave understand that there's not a sultan in the U United Arab Emirates. No, Ray, Emirates. Ray, Ray, you do it like we this. Understand. You do it like this. The thoughts and opinions of Christopher Platt are not necessarily reflective of thechairshot.com or the personalities elsewhere on thechairshot.com. Christopher Platt is his own entity and is no longer endorsed by thechairshot.com. Don't vote for Christopher Platt in balls. Wow. Wow. Thanks a lot. So, oh, so you want, okay, so you want, uh, come with me if you want to live. Sleepy Joe? Or Sleepy Joe? Really? I'm worse than Sleepy Joe? Seriously? I'm worse than Sleepy Joe. Like I said, <laughs> the opinions of Christopher Platt do not necessarily <laughs> reflect the opinions of Three Man Weave. Let's talk about sports, bitches. Come on now. Yeah, Fight Island. It's happening. It's a thing. It's here. And I could not be more excited about it. Gentlemen, come on, man. Let's break down this card and what's happening. All right. Let well, me do first. Well, real quick. Can yeah, go, I say go. That just real fast. I'm sorry. Um, this Saturday is my birthday, so the, the the MMA gods gave me the greatest gift I could ask for. Fight They say it's your birthday. That's all I got. It's not my birthday too. <laughs> All right, let me let me run down let me run down this card and have a gigantic good time pronouncing all these beautiful, beautiful consonant-filled names. Here we go. Listen, from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Saturday, it's free on ESPN, and there's plenty of good fights before that. But I got to tell you, folks, if you're going to buy the pay-per-view. Do yourself a favor and go get yourself an ESPN Plus subscription because you're barely going to spend more money than you would just buying the pay-per-view. I did it for UFC 250. I got a year of ESPN Plus for 50 bucks and I got the pay-per-view for $35. That's $85. I believe the pay-per-view is $75 anyway. So why not spend the extra 10 and get all the content that comes with ESPN Plus? Plus you get future discounts on the pay-per-views. I believe I can get it as an ESPN Plus member for $10 cheaper. So... That's my advice to you, first and foremost. Chris, I know you're dying to jump in here. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying, man. I, I if you were president, uh, it would only be $30? My... 
That's true, but no, I was going to say that I, I, I foolishly wasted my pay-per-view budget for the year on that last AEW show, so I will be watching through nefarious means. Okay. But what I am, no, 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 no. As a matter of fact, no, no, no. You're right. I'm not watching through nefarious means. I am running for president. I will support America. I will support American cable companies, and I will be purchasing this pay per view, ladies and gentlemen. It was the last AEW, the last pay per view with the uh, Stadium Stampede match, which that was the that was a great that was great. Oh yeah, but that was the only the match the, the whole card. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the rest of the card. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for you to be like Howard Dean and just finish a statement with "nyah." I want to win, Tony. We're gonna win all the states. I mean, dude won Iowa and was great. The whole speech was awesome. Every state, he's naming them off, and everybody's with them. It doesn't matter who you were, and he finishes it off with. It was destroyed. And the funny thing was, man, he was the first candidate that really understood how to utilize the Internet to your advantage. He galvanized his base on the Internet and he raised a lot of money on the Internet. But all we remember is, yeah. <laughs> all right. Here, anyway, we, here we go. Man, let's break down this card. Please here we go. You, here please. are the preliminary fights. There are seven scheduled. We have a bantamweight bout between Davy Grant and Martin Day. That's a little warm up there as I begin to pronounce all of these lovely names. Then we got women's women's bantam Nate Carol Rosa. Wow! Take, you can't even make it through women's. How the hell are you gonna do the rest of these names? Well, I, I I was trying to talk and I seen you punching your mic over there for some reason. Carol Rosa taking on Vanessa Mello. Then we got Rulian Paiva taking on Zaglas Zumagalov. All right, that is a flyweight bout. <laughs> Let's move on to another lightweight bout. Leonardo Santos against Roman Bogatov. Featherweight, we got Maquan Amnakani taking on Danny Henry. Danny Henry. Welterweight, Elizu Zalaski dos Santos taking on Muslim Zalakov. And the light heavyweight bout. I'm actually looking forward to this one. Volkar Alzdemir taking on Yuri Prochaska. Now, this is what everybody's been waiting for. You might not know a lot of those names. Research them up. Women's flyweight is going to start off the main card. Amanda Rebus taking on Paige Van Zant. There's a name you've heard before. Two women's fights, though, on this one. Jessica Andrade taking on Rose Namahunas. Now, you meant... The dog! The dog! Right? These are the matches you guys all tuned in to see. Three title fights. One card. Yaz Island. Abu Dhabi. United Arab Emirates. Bantamweight bout. The vacant bantamweight title. That's 135, folks, if you don't know. That's the max weight. Peter Yan taking on two-time featherweight champion, dropping down a weight here, Jose Aldo. Now, dude is a... Jose. 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 I always always want to say Jose for some reason. I do, too. But I I I was waiting to see... How deep into it you were. Yeah, I know who he is, but I ain't seen him fight in a while, so... It's interesting, though. I mean, he has the he has the record for the most consecutive and the most featherweight title defenses at seven. Now he's down a weight class, vacant belt because Henry Cejudo retired. Possibly, maybe mm-hmm. the best bantamweight of all time. Yeah, I would agree. Peter Yan's ranked third, I believe, in this division. I'm not sure where Aldo is ranked, but he ultimately comes in with credibility. 
how will the drop in weight? I mean, I'm sure he's fought in that weight class to four, but Peter Jan's a tough competitor. When when you drop in weight in 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 mixed martial arts or boxing or combat sports, normally you you're more powerful, but your but your cardio takes a hit. Aldo's already always had legendary cardio, and he has the best and hardest leg kicks in the game. So it's only gonna be worse when. You know he's coming with that power, ten pounds lighter. So that's, but he is an older fighter. That's a good point you bring up, though, man. And I don't think people realize how hard that is on your body, whether you're dropping weight or even picking up weight to fight. Number one, it's not healthy to be boomeranging like that, you know, back and forth. And it does; it affects your cardio. And you know, if if you're picking up weight, obviously it's going to affect your power. And yeah, that that's that's a big deal. I don't think people really understand that. Let's get some predictions on these on these title matches before we move on to the next one. Jan or Aldo? I I, I don't I everything about me says to pick Aldo, but I'm going with Peter Jan here. I think he's he's going to be your new vacant bantamweight champion. Yeah, I'm going Aldo. Um, jo- Jose Aldo is. And this is blasphemous, but living a legacy. He's been successful recently, but he hasn't looked great. Um, and whenever he's fought top-tier talent, he's been beat pretty handily in the past few years. Um, Jan is a better fighter right now. Although may have an advantage because of his his um, his time at 145. But I'm going to go with Jan. I'm going to go with Peter Jan. They need to ramp up the stakes for these matches, man. I mean, again, the concept of Fight Island is ridiculous. Let's steer it to the skid, meaning that every single loser gets thrown to the sharks in the ocean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's do it. Let's do it. I, I mean, are they fighting? Are they fighting for the for the, the idols or whatever that is on on Survivor? They're fighting for a <laughs> ticket back home. All I can say is Jan is on a nine fight win streak it, with wins over Jin Sun. John Dodson, Jimmy Rivera, and Uriah Faber. So, and he's been getting the job done rather quickly. So, I I like Jan here uh, to to top that off. I think the underlooked match of this card is Volkanovski against Holloway. I know Volkanovski yes. pretty much dominated a unanimous decision the last time they fought, but Holloway is he's a legend in his own right. I, I'm I'm telling you, these two guys are going to go to war. Holloway, I think, is going to put up forth a better effort than last time. But ultimately, I, I see Volkanovski coming away and, and retaining that title here. Holloway and Volvin. How do you say his last name again? Alexander. Volkanovski. Whatever. Volkanovski, yeah. Yeah. They're going to try to kill each other. And we're gonna, I know we're going to talk about Masvidal and Uthman and their history. But they already want to kill each other because they got real beef. Volkanovski and Holloway just want to kill people in just because. Who was it like, last they're week? They're going to go out there and try to destroy you. Last week it was Hooker and Poirier, right? Did you watch that one, the main event from that? Did you see the highlights? Yeah, oh, that had that great fight? That was one of the greatest fights in UFC yeah. history, I would say. Like, easily top 20 in all the matches they've ever had. I expect something like that from these yeah. two. Same here. Yeah, I'm going Same out, here. I'm going Alexander, and I, I agree with both of you guys. I think that this fight has the potential to be fight of the night and this might be the fight that steals the show 
It won't be long, but it'll be exciting on the Hagler Hearn side of the game. That's a that's a good prediction. Holloway, Holloway is hungry. Holloway is hungry. The one the one thing that I that I remember, like one thing I noticed was when um, uh, Gilbert Gilbert Burns or whatever his how you say his name Burns dropped out. Uh, Holloway was happy because he was like, now we can be the main like we deserve to be. Like the kid, he's not a kid, but he's hungry, and he wants to he wants to steal the show, and like let people know that he is the top of that division. So it's it's now, is Burns the guy that, that caught the Rona? My bad, Tony. I apologize. No, no, no. It's fine. Yes, Ray, it's... Ray, Ray brought up a perfect transition though, because unfortunately, the replacement for Burns made the fight that Burns was supposed to be in even bigger. Usman Masvidal. I mean, Masvidal is maybe one of the most entertaining stories and fighters in UFC history. And you throw him in there against Kamaru Usman, a guy who, like, takes no bullshit, has a fucking game that has zero holes in it. The only advantage that Masvidal may have is because... He knew at some point he's going to fight Usman, and he knows how to prepare for that kind of thing. Usman was preparing to fight a completely different fighter in Burns. Uh, I believe Burns is a black belt in jiu-jitsu, and Masvidal is just this crazy striker from all over the place. I believe Masvidal also holds the BMF title right now. Yes. So, I mean, this is the one everybody's going to be tuning in for. This is the one everybody's going to buy the fight for more than the other ones. The other ones might be better, but this is really interesting coming in. But but the cool thing about this is this this car, this fight originally was supposed to be Usman versus Masvidal, but this is the fight that Masvidal couldn't get paid for. Remember, Masvidal was like, "I'm retiring because y'all not gonna pay me top tier money," and turns out, as fate would have it, Dana had to pay him top tier money because. Hit the guy who we was building to come up and fight Usman, got the Rona. So it worked out for everybody involved. Usman hates Masvidal, wanted to fight him anyway. Masvidal gets paid and hates Usman and gets to fly to Abu Dhabi to just to fight a dude just because Dana gets the biggest fight he could possibly make outside of Habib or Connor. We good. We good. And it's UFC, excuse me, staring into the skid of their pro wrestling roots because, number one, card's subject to change, but then when the card is subject to change, you've got to give the people something better than they previously were anticipating happening, and that's what's happening here. Uh, Just because everything you say, give the people. Yeah. Give the people what they want. Yeah. No, look at Platts cheering on. And Ray's giving me that I don't know face. (laughs) It as much as I I was hoping you didn't see that. As much as I think Usman's gonna uh, gonna win this, man, it's hard for me to say that Masvidal's not gonna win this. I I gotta go with him for all the reasons you named, PZ. I'm going with Usman. I think you can say you are training as much as you want, but you are not mentally prepared as you would like to be coming in, and I just don't think there's holes in Usman's game. I, I think he's going to continue 
to grow on his legacy as we move down the line in the next two, three years. So, Kamara Usman is a better fighter in every stretch of the imagination. But, Jorge Masvidal's nickname is Game Bread. He got that because he got his name, and this is this is real life. He made his name as a fighter under Kimbo Slice. Think about that. He started fighting because Kimbo saw him fight a dude, and he started fighting backyards and knocking kids out. So, like, to Usman, this is serious. To Masvidal, like, he's living a dream right now. So, it, I think it means more to Usman, which can sometimes be a detriment to you, right? Usman has everything to lose, right? Everything to lose. He prepared for a different fighter. He's the champ. He's fighting on fighting a guy he already hates. He's fighting a guy who was supposed to fight before, but it fell, but it fell apart. Masvidal is just running here with nothing to lose. And the one thing about Masvidal, Masvidal has a lot of that the spider silver in him in that not only is he a tremendous striker, but he can hit you with things that you don't see coming. You know what I mean? He hits and you so, from orthodox angles, yeah. Exactly. And in a fight like this with no real training camp, like no dedicated training camp for a fighter, and you just got to go out there and throw hands, because they're going to throw hands. Usman wants to beat this guy. They're going to throw hands for a good portion of this fight. Yeah, literally I, their lives have been doing it. Yes, I got to go with the guy who I know at any point. <laughs> go, with, go with the guy at any point who can live with, with any part of his body. So I think Masvidal wins. I really do. I think in their next fight, which will be another one, Usman will win that one because they'll have time to prepare. Usman they have time to prepare for all this crazy striking, jumping off of cages, and he, he's not prepared for them. All right, let's recap the predictions here as we close out our UFC talk, and let's let's give specifics. Let's talk about it. I'll, I'll kick it off. Let's go back to the first title fight. Peter Yan, Jose Aldo, we're sitting here on the bantamweight vacant title I got Peter Yan. I got him. Oh man, I got him in the fourth round by knockout. It, 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 it's hard for me to be that specific, but I, I got Aldo here. I think the old give me a round. Give me a round at least. Give me a round or a decision or whatever. <sighs> uh okay. I give you. Um, I think it goes the decision, and I got Aldo. Unanimous or majority or split? Seriously. Yeah, I want a fucking I want a fucking prediction, Platt. You're not gonna let you play Bye. with this Democratic, Republican, non fucking political bullshit. I appreciate your opinion and I respect it. Yeah, this is gonna be I'm fun going for me. I take it back. By by a split decision. Oh yeah, of course you would. <laughs> God bless America. And God bless Americans. Uh, nothing like kissing hands and shaking babies. <laughs> uh, my bad. I mean, uh, 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 skinny challenged young ladies. Skinny 
challenged. Oh God, I got I got Peter Young uh, going the distance. Majority decision. There we go. Not majority, unanimous decision. Unanimous decision. All right, Volkanovski Holloway. I, I say a repeat. A great fight, but Volkanovski again in a unanimous decision. I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go Alexander here. I think he, he's going to knock somebody the fuck out. So I say second round knockout. Thinking about here. There you go. Yeah. Ho- Holloway. Oh. And the fifth by stoppage. Wow. I think somebody had that predetermined before the show. All right, gentlemen. Main event. Masvidal. Usman. I got Usman. By unanimous decision. Masvidal, knockout or tap out. No, knockout. Uh, we'll say I'm torn between the second and third round. Hmm. I'll say the third round. Yeah. Well, he'll catch if, him. I if think he'll catch him. If Masvidal taps out Usman, that's going to be the biggest shock in, in, in UFC history. And with the week to prepare. Um, no, I got a, I got same thing. Might as well third round. Knockout. All right, gentlemen. I can't wait for it. It's going to be awesome. I know Plaid is looking forward to checking out all the things that come with Fight Island. Do you want to just close this segment by listing off exactly what you want to see on Fight Island? Just keep going, and I'll, I'll start playing a commercial when, I, when I'm done listening to the things you want to see. <laughs> I want to see a ring of fire completely surrounding the octagon. I want to see the uh, the fake natives because they're not really natives, but like in grass skirts and tribal war paint and spears, yes! pounding their spears on the pavement as the fighters are walking to the ring. You know, making all the noise. All right, I want to see that. I want to see the loser get thrown in the water. I mean, he doesn't necessarily yes! have to be, or yes! that doesn't necessarily have to be fed to the sharks, but thrown in the water nonetheless. I want to see that. Okay, I still want to see because we still we've got Fight Island. It's coming back literally next week. I want to see them building their own huts and having to live together. (laughs) So it's kind of like the ultimate fighter meets survivor meets MTV Road Rules Challenge. I want to see that as well. They're going to be cutting pineapples down. (laughs) I I want to see. There's no pineapples in the UAE, dog. They can always import some pineapples. I also oh. want to see, I don't know how many people are still alive that were in Enter the Dragon, but I want to see all of them at Fight yes. Island. Like, is Bolo still living? Yes. It, it, I know Bruce is gone. Is Jim Kelly still living? Who who was the white guy? I forgot his name. I, I think he's still living. He was in Nightmare on Elm Street, I believe. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's you know I mean? alive. Maybe, Yes, he he oh wasn't in Enter the Dragon. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. He no. was in one of the. He, what no, movie was he in? That's that's Game of Death. That's Game of Death. Okay, well, yeah, shit on me. Yeah, but I want to see. All, but hell, fuck it, man. Have Kareem there too. Why not? Why not have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on Fight Island? Let's do it. Fuck it. Why not? Let's go for it. Let's do it. Oh my god! <laughs> we'll be right. I see the ring card, cute girls wearing yeah. grass skirts as yeah. they and, and coconut bras as they parade the numbers around, and they could have some tribal face paint on as well. At least put that black shit underneath the their eyes, like football players. Always use your head. <laughs>
This is your boy Kilo Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Before we get to the close of the show today, and this has been a blast. Uh, thanks, guys, for uh, letting me catch the tail end of this one. The Bucks join the Clippers, Heat, Nuggets, and the Kings at the same time of NBA teams that have shut down their facilities due to coronavirus testing. Think about that. Um, and the NHL have announced that they're going to have an East and West Coast sites. And it's going to be Toronto for the Eastern teams, Edmonton for the Western teams, and the Stanley Cup Finals will be held in Edmonton. So, quick thoughts on those two topics. This is such a shit show, man. And I understand why we need sports back. And, um, you know, I, I want sports back just as much as everybody else, man. So this isn't like some sort of self-righteous rant. I can tap into my own hypocrisy. You know what I mean? I get it. But this is going to be such a shit show, man. What What's the over-under that these leagues are actually going to be able to finish the seasons? Because, I, you know, because I've read about several baseball players coming down with the Rona as well. So are these seasons actually going to be able to finish? And if they do finish, is it going to be less about skill and more about attrition? Like, who still has players left? <laughs> who still has a roster? Yeah. <laughs> you, do, do you remember, uh, what was it, two years ago when Alabama only had three guys playing against, like, the other old team? Yes. You remember that? Yeah, that's, that's how uh, what happened. Got yeah. That was college basketball, right? Yep. Yeah, that's how Sexton got drafted, I think, because oh, he scored like 40 God. points in that game. They almost so, won, too, I think. Somebody got to take all the shots, and it just happened to be him. <laughs> but, uh, imagine being on the other squad and being like, damn, you let three people come back down from 20? <laughs> oh, man, but... Yeah, this is turning into a shit show, man. This is an absolute mess. And the only reason I'm confident we're going to have seasons is because the will of the people to have seasons. Not just the fans, but I'm talking about the owners and and the players, too, because they want to get paid as well. But, yeah, just the sheer will of people that want to have these seasons, even though they probably shouldn't have these seasons. I have have an interesting question that I wonder that I want to get. Maybe I'll I'll look it up and get an actual answer. But I thought the border was closed. How the NHL teams in America going to get to Canada? Maybe they work something out with the Canadian government. I mean, hockey is the number one thing up there. A large majority of the players are from Canada. Sure. They want hockey like we want basketball and football. Yeah, they'll figure it out. But, and I, I... my my reference is, is a is a, a myriad of things, but one in particular is Bobby Roode and Brock Lesnar are stuck because they live in Canada. That's why they haven't been at, on on WWE TV recently, because the border is closed. You know, maybe so the, I, I just, is it because the U.S. border is closed to come in from, and not the other way around, possibly, so the people could go up to Canada to play, but they can't come down from Canada to play. Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, you know, Canadian border rules are a lot more lax than our totalitarianism, totalitarian, totalitarian, crazy ass government. Totalitarian. Bruh. What you said. We just spent 
10 minutes talking about fucking Fight Tol Island that's happening on the United Arab Emirates. They're going to figure this out if, you know what I mean, if there's well, some ching ching bling bling to be made. Yeah, I mean, we'll get figured out. They probably got thrown a couple extra loonies and they're good to go. Uh, but, but I will say, what, what I really do believe is. The, the, the WWE, the, the NBA is going to end Major League Soccer right now, especially because FC Dallas said, fuck the tournament. <laughs> like, we're done in general. They're going to regret going to Florida. <laughs> they should have went somewhere else because it's not looking good. It's, you know, you know what this is my article earlier today about one of the most underrated movies you could ever see, the true and about how it was like so ahead of its time because of like a lot of the premises in the movie that really kind of are in real life this is the fucking Truman show we're putting these people in a real life experiment and gonna watch them like what are we doing the only difference Why? is the only difference is they know and they're getting yeah uh, well. that's true Dude didn't know. I'm not saying, it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, it, very great movie. It it was the movie that where I realized Jim Carrey could act, especially when he's sailing yep. out in that little boat and he thinks he's in this giant. <laughs> and he just comes up <laughs> this wall. He's like, "What the fuck? Are you kidding me?" But, but I mean, that's one of the dirty truths about uh, athletics as well, man. Especially when we talk about uh, basketball and and, and football. Most of these guys live paycheck to paycheck, which I know y'all are thinking, you know, at home, how is that? Be, how could that be? But it is. That's just what it is. So they want to play. Some of well, some of them want to play. I'll say that because basketball is kind of turning into Animal Farm. You know what I mean? Talking about the players. Well, yeah, you're right, and and the players damn sure ain't the pigs, bro. They they're they're not that they're nowhere close to it. No, um, the the star players are the pigs though. Like the super duper stars fair are enough, the pigs, fair and then the ranked players are everybody the else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair point. That's yeah. a, that's a fair point. Um, I I don't know, man. I I just think this is a bad a idea. tremendously stupid idea. I really do, and. For for those of you who are trying to who don't understand how a NBA player can live paycheck to paycheck, if you make fifty thousand dollars a year, your lifestyle is accustomed to fifty thousand dollars a year. If you make five hundred million five hundred thousand dollars a year, your lifestyle is accustomed to being living five hundred thousand dollars a year. If you make five hundred million dollars a year, your lifestyle is accustomed to that. Just because you have spare money. It doesn't mean that your lifestyle, you're going to live, you're not going to be a hermit and you're making $25 million a year. It's just not going to happen. It's not possible. I, I, I mean, can, I can, down, I, I can completely disagree with that. And like from personal experience and I can't really get into it on the air. Sure, sure, sure. Don't be personal. Yeah. No, 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 no. But I mean like very, very famous and valuable people in the sporting community for their franchises and things of that nature, I can tell you not all of them are like that. Sure, there are outliers, absolutely, oh, oh, but oh, by oh, and large, oh, the man. majority. Yeah, we're yeah we're we're having intelligent conversation, Mr. Tunney, and you know when you're having intelligent discourse, it's understanding that there are no absolutes in anything. So you know if if it makes you feel better, I'll say some, not all. 
and in, in this particular case, I would say most, but not all. So yeah, I'm not yeah. But it's that, the black know, ones. The black ones. Call it what it is. Call it about the black ones. No, that's not even it. It's 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 weird because a lot of it is the same circumstance at the same time. But some people value more. I I don't know. It, it's it's like if you've been poor your whole life, you can go and and you end up making bacon bucks. It doesn't matter if you're if you're black or white or Asian or Hispanic or whatever, right? If you're poor, when you make the bucks, you either start spending them and you don't care and you think it's never going to run out, or you go, I never want to have to worry about money again, right? And I get that yeah. the majority is the former, where, oh, look, at I can never spend this much money, right? And But the latter... Yes, you is hey wow i would never want to go back there so why would i outspend my means why don't i just live a little bit above where i was right and and that's not yeah and that's not a you know that is regardless of 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 race or or location in the world that's kind of the point i was trying to make no, that, that's no, you're fair, right. man, you're but right. I mean, you're right. st- but statistics have borne out that, you know, five years after these guys retire, they're broke. Like, the, the statistics bear that out. That's a, that's the thing and, that happens, you know and, what I mean? And, and the, the dirty secret that separates those guys from the superstars isn't just marketability or isn't just the size of the contract, but it's multiple revenue streams. LeBron James ain't just getting paychecks from the Lakers. He has multiple revenue streams, right? That's why he'll never go broke because if basketball ends today, he's still got 200 million coming a year, you know. But like um, Alex Caruso on his squad, Alex Caruso's only money coming from the Lakers. Delonte West, he out here bad now. I mean, right? right but how much is Alex Caruso well, making a year? Half two a mil? mil. Two mil. Okay. So if you're making two million a year, you're bringing back probably about 1.2. After taxes, one point three maybe. That's fair. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's fair. And if and if you never made more than you know fifteen dollars an hour in your fucking life before that, I'm pretty sure you could live on a quarter million and bank the rest of it. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. This yeah. it's where oh, it's where so- it's where you just need to listen when it becomes when you come into those leagues because. I'll be damned if there aren't seminars and things of that nature with people with good experience that are respected by the young players coming in that don't tell them, hey, save your fucking money. You don't have to take care of every Tom, Dick, and Harry that comes out of the blue for you, right? You don't have to drive the the $5 million car. But that's the problem is you've been warned already, so it's your fault, though. It's not anybody else's fault but your own, then. Because it's not like these guys You're aren't right. being it, told ahead of time. Listen, people are coming for you now. Find who's close to you, take care of them, and save your fucking bucks, man. We talk about it in the wrestling industry, too. Yeah. Now, yeah. the it, thing, no, everything, my, my bad, Ray, go ahead, man. I'm sorry, well, just one last point, and it's all yours. There's nothing you said that's wrong. That's absolutely bang on accurate. But I think the part you're missing is you stopped at 1.2. Speaking of about 2 mil, right? You say about 1.2 after taxes. That's accurate. But you're not I, counting... I, I, would, I, would, I would actually say a million, frankly. After yeah, taxes. You, okay. I, think, I don't think there's 50%, 50% taxes. It's probably 40. 40, 40, 40 is 50%. 40 is the top, so you do 1.2, I think. Well, let's do 1.2 okay. just for for the purposes okay. of the 
You still gotta you still gotta pay the oh, agent. You gotta pay your agent. Right, yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. You still gotta pay you still gotta pay your uh, accountant because you can't manage all that money on your own. There you see there's so many things and uh, one of my best friends from growing up was a CPA. No, no, I'm no, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm saying you're paying for pussy. Either you got a wife and children or you got baby moms or you have the means to go yeah, but get that's, the woman but, that you always But that's included on talking about what you can live on. That's part of your life. No. You don't. Now, now you you don't have to marry a woman who who wants to spend all of your fucking money. You don't have to have someone on the side. That's that's elective. That's all elective. You, you get to go. Get, you get to go get the girl of your dreams. You're not gonna do it. Plus, it, you. I, I lucked up and found the girl of my dreams, so we're good. But you, that's the thing. Like that's that's a man. That's our men. Plus, you got to pay for your entire family, man. Because how this works right now in society is that you know these, these kids they put the ball in these kids hands when they're five six years old and everybody in that family sacrifices everything yeah. to make sure that they're the one that makes it so now they not only do they feel an obligation to look back but money doesn't necessarily change you but it also changes everybody around you so all of a sudden your sister that never ever did a set of nails never even did her own goddamn nails wants to open a nail salon no that you know i mean the answer is no. You set up, a, you set up a, a, a charity for your cousin, you know, because you, you want them to be able to thrive and put your people in position to thrive, but everybody ain't ready for prime time. And we ain't even got to the vultures and the snakes that come out there and steal your money because you don't know what to do. So you're they're taking it and using your money to invest in other things, and then when it goes dry, you're high and dry. You maybe I mean? maybe instead of bringing in former athletes to talk about their experiences and they don't listen to them maybe they should all just watch the mc hammer story well if you don't learn something from that then you just ain't listening but so and yes all that other stuff is true too with the vultures and your family but just sticking to the person if you make millions of dollars a year and this is just being realistic i'm not trying to be you know i'm not trying to be to, to alienate anybody but if you make millions of dollars of you, you're not going to live in a regular neighborhood. You're going to have to live in a neighborhood where you know you feel safer, right? That's just what it is, right? And then oftentimes with living in a better neighborhood and making a certain amount of money, you're not going to want to send your kid. Like LeBron James' kids can't go to Booker T. Washington High School. They got to go to a private school. So there are certain a certain lifestyle that comes with making a certain level of money. It's just, and not because you want to, it's because it's, it's just necessary. Now, I'm not saying you got to go get the uh, $200,000 Ferrari. You can still drive a regular car, but you, but your house, you can't live in, you can't live in a $150,000 regular house in a regular neighborhood because of the money you make and the person you are, right? Because you want some privacy and some comfort, things of that nature. So That's all that costs money, which is going, and so for a guy like Alex Caruso, he might only bank five hundred thousand dollars after all of the things we're talking about and then you add on to if he wants to take care of his wife if he wants to take care of his mom if he wants to take care of his kids just regular live money that's not a lot to live on which Plus, is why these guys another, are broke and another thing that you 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 touched on you said that you don't have to have the best car no you don't but you also have to take in consideration man and I know this for a fact because I've been around professional athletes, man. I once saw a professional football player getting mad because a ten-year-old, my ten-year-old niece, beat his ass at Papa Shot. Like these are literally the most competitive people on the face of the planet. That's, That's why true. they get to that level because they're that competitive. So and it's stupid, but it is what it is. Anytime you get uh, uh, testicles 
and testosterone all in a room. Everybody wants to pull their dick out and show they got the biggest in the room. And it's stupid, but men are stupid. But that's how men are wired. So they want to keep up with the Joneses. You want to have the best car. You want to have the best girl. You want to have the nicest house because that, that's how they work. It's similar to the 80s, how Flair and Dusty blew all their money. You know what I mean? Take it back to wrestling real quick. If Flair bought a mink, yeah. Dusty brought a mink. Yeah. You know, Dusty got a boat, Flair got a boat. Flair yeah. got a fire, private plane, Dusty's going to charter a 747. You know what I mean? But <laughs> just him. You know what I mean? Just cause, yeah. But this, yeah, that, that kicks in too. And that's stupid and it's juvenile, but so are men. <laughs> I, I, I think just, I mean, to put a bow on it from my end, we all think about things the way you think, uh, PC. If I, 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 I think about this often, if I hit the lottery or if I invented something or I just got blessed enough to work my way into making millions of dollars a year, what lifestyle would I live? Because I feel like if I had $100 million today, I could still live the same lifestyle, but the facts are, I just couldn't. You know? Now, is it as prolonged or pronounced as a lot of these guys who, Antoine Walker, who made like $120 million and now doesn't have 100000 No. It's not that bad. But it's still significant enough where you got to keep playing to get to, to what does Jalen Rose keep saying? Keep getting them checks. You got to keep getting them checks. And it's it's a sad, it's sad. There's no education. There's no, there's, there's no understanding of multiple revenue streams. There's no understanding of there's saving no and, and equity and Literacy yeah. whatsoever. I, I apologize, Bray. I, I didn't mean to, but yeah. No, you're back. You're back doing. You're saying the same things. Yeah. 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 And, it, and it's, it, it's a shame. I wish, I wish the world was like you was like you wanted to be, and that's how I wanted to be. But it's just not what it's shown to be. And I hate to bring the race thing back up, man. And I, I, I'm not saying this to make anybody uncomfortable, but there's just certain things as black people, man, that you know y'all are taught in home that we're just not taught like nobody even brings that up man. we we grow up with credit. mom putting the cable bill in our names you know because her credit jacked up you know what i mean we don't learn how to manage credit or balance I a checkbook you know what i mean i i didn't <laughs> learn about credit true story i didn't know what credit was until i was 26 i didn't realize how important credit was or how to maintain it until i was already jacked up because they got me in college man with some free pizza some t-shirts i signed up for two goddamn credit cards with you know 21 percent interest on them (laughs) same here here's a 250 dollar limit and they don't give a shit about the 250 (laughs) bucks and so you spend that in three weeks and you can't pay it back and then four years later you owe them twenty four thousand dollars yes but, but but I didn't even know what credit was. Not what it does for you, how to fix it. I didn't know what... If you said, did you check your credit report? I, didn't, I don't know what you're talking about. I was just never taught. And that's, and that's a failure of my household. But there are a lot more households with people of my ilk who look like me from, where, from the places I'm from that have the same problem. And that's a systematic issue that we need to fix. But it is what it is. And a lot of the people in those positions of the sports we talk about come from places like where I come from. And that's a horrible, sad statistic, but it is what it is. All right. I want to close the show in a little bit different way in transition to way we want to start closing the show. So, folks, we hope that you are sports reporters fans and we're going to we're going to come up with our own parting shots and 
We may come up uh, with a different name for that segment and figure out how we want to do it. But that little pull back the curtain, that's what we want to do. But for this week, I just want to ask you guys a real quick question. And we'll all take a minute. And I can even go first right after this. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Closing question for tonight. Last time that we do not have a regular closing segment, so good for you that listen to this show. Uh, we appreciate all of you. We're tightening it up. We're in our infancy. Uh, we're trying to make it work, and uh, I, I love the chemistry we have, and I, and I hope you guys enjoy the enthusiasm that we all have for sports because uh, I know I feel it fr from my brothers Ray and Chris. So here's, here's the deal. This week, what are the odds that these leagues, the NHL, the NBA, uh, MLB, MLS, what are the odds that all four of them come back and make it through a full season? That's the question, basically. And my answer is 0%. One, if not all of these leagues, and I'll go with an over-under of two. I'll say over. I'll say maybe. Maybe, just maybe, the NBA gets through because of they're in one location, one bubble. MLB is branching out to multiple cities. I know that they're keeping it as I smack my mic away here. Sorry about that, folks. Rookie mistake. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm just going to Well, let's just hold the motherfucker. Hi, guys. How you doing over here? PC Tony. <laughs> this is more than a minute. <laughs> but, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Blame it on my boots. I showed up. Anyway, uh, I think the MLB's traveling as well, right? I know they're trying to keep it centralized, but... I just don't think the odds are in their favor. Much like the country looks like we're looking at another relapse. Don't be disappointed, folks, if these seasons do not come to fruition. I agree uh, 100% that all of them start. Now, whether or not they all finish, I'll give it 20. Yeah, 20%. Over, under, I'll say 2 it's hard for me to believe that the NBA isn't going to finish their season because there's certain entities and certain individuals that want this season to proceed and conclude by any means necessary. MLB, they're in a position where, I mean, the game itself is social distancing. So they, they even though I know a lot of players have recently come out with the Rona, but the game itself is kind of socially distanced. So they might be able to work it out, plus the, the, the number of men that they have on their rosters maybe. Uh, MLS, I think it's a wrap, and I, I don't think they make enough money to where anybody cares anyway. NHL, yeah, that's too close, man. Y'all fighting and, and spitting on each other and, and swapping blood and all of that. Yeah, you're, you're not going to finish the NHL season. So if any of them are going to finish, it's going to be baseball, and it's going to be the NBA, and I give that 20% of happening just because I don't want to say zero because Tony said zero. But these are just bad ideas. We all want sports back, but these are bad ideas, man. <laughs> all right. 100% all four leagues finish. 100% unequivocally, without a doubt, all four finish. <laughs> I want you to think about this. I don't remember the year forgive me for that but there was a strike 
in the NFL where they had replacement players. 87? 87, maybe. When they had the baseball strike in, what was it, 94 or whatever, 93, 94, whatever it was, my grandfather was the replacement ump, right? Interesting. So, oh, so you got them replacement ump dollars coming in, huh? Yeah, for like the three years. CP, we heading down to Houston. Yeah, he got that replacement up fuck money, baby. <laughs> I expect tickets to be waiting at Mitchell for me. We'll go backstage. We're going to sit in the box with Tillman Fertitta, baby. We good. No, uh, um, uh, all jokes aside, there are enough humans in this country that will that will do anything for a buck. And there are enough humans in this country who will pay anything to get what they want for them to cancel a season because they don't have enough players. They will find people. Every NF, every NBA team has a G League affiliate. Every NF, every uh, Major League Baseball team has three uh, minor league affiliates. That's dwindling. Well, it's dwindling, sure, but, that's still, but there's still a ton of people. We're not counting the dearth of people who... Don't who play college high level college football that don't make it to the leagues, it will finish. They will find a way. Will it be great sports? Will it be the top level? It can't be because the best players already aren't playing anyway. But they will finish. They will find a way to finish. And the fact that they've already started with abbreviating all of the seasons is your first your first clue. So yeah. All four will finish, I have no doubt. I think MLB is off to a bad start already because hasn't Mike Trout already came out and said, I ain't fucking with y'all like that. So you, your best player is already off the board? He hasn't said no yet. He said, okay. I, I'm i not comfortable. But okay. he's already he's at, he's been working out. David okay. Price said no. Okay. Bottom line is it's an interesting storyline to pay attention to as we move forward here with everything starting to ramp up. I know everybody's anxious to go ahead and watch live sports again. You can only watch so much KBO, golf, and NASCAR as much as I am a fan of golf. But, you know, we, we need the basketball and the football and the baseball. And, you know, college sports are a whole other animal. And, and we're going to start getting into that as, as the weeks progress because there is a lot of news coming from oh, over there. Boy. But for oh, this boy. week... I, I think uh, we've we've hit all the major points. I, I think we're gonna have a hell of a time Saturday night for Fight Island and uh, CP, <laughs> Mr. Presidential nominee. Apparently, why don't you take us home, bro? I was literally this past week. I was watching tennis, and it literally looked like they were playing tennis in somebody's backyard. So we're all <laughs> desperate for sports. Was it Foxy but Boxing? Was it The Simpsons? That. Was it Foxy Boxing? <laughs> I care about sports. Oh, that's not foxy boxing. I want to bring sports back to all Americans. But most importantly, I want all Americans to be healthy, happy, and thriving. I want you to have money in the bank. I want you to have money in your pockets. Yes, I want you to have sports. But first and foremost, I put your health in front of all of that. And I am willing to sacrifice if it means that each and every American is going to be happy and healthy. Most importantly... Please, 
we're going to set up. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot if you want to contribute to the Christopher Platt, Andrew Belaz presidential campaign. Make sure you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. If you're sick of it, if you're saying to yourself enough is enough, if you say enough is enough and I'm sick of it and it's time for a change, to quote the great late great Owen Hart, this is how you make that change happen. It takes money, and it takes individuals like yourself to run a campaign, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm telling you, America, I need your help. I need your help. We're all in this together, except for the dwarves. But we're, the rest of us, we're all in this together. I don't care your nationality, your creed, your financial situation, your financial background, where you come from. I want to make the American dream a reality for all Americans. We're not making America great again, folks. We're making America great. For the commissioner, PC Tunney, for Mr. Ray Cash. For the commissioner, PC Tunney, for Mr. Ray Cash. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt, and I approve this message. God bless each and every one of you, but most importantly, God bless the United States of America. No, we're not going out like that. I'm PC Tunney. You can follow me at PC Tunney. You can follow this show at Three Man Weave. Make sure you go to thechairshot.com. Make sure you check out prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. Ray, where can they find you? And it's Ray Cash, Black Lives Matter. I, yeah, Black you're, Lives no, Matter, ladies and gentlemen. All right, you were almost done, but that was important. So, yes, hashtag... Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Do Matter. Uh, Three Man Weave, presented by TheChairShot.com. It's been a pleasure, as always. Do the real deal and take us out of here, presidential nominee. Hey, man, you guys can find me on Twitter at TheRealCPlat. Uh, check Tunny and myself out every Thursdays on the ChairShot Radio Network with my running mate, Andrew Belaz, on Pod is War. You can check Ray out maybe like once every month on Outsider's Edge. <laughs> Once every month on Outside of Edge. Still a cool show. Shout out to Kyle. Shout out to, oh my God, how did I forget my other brother's name, man? Oh, he, he, yeah, don't even worry about it because he doesn't even show up anymore, so. Okay, cool. Yeah, shout shout out, out to Carl for being, my, for being my boy, but yeah, he don't, if you don't want to come to work, you don't get, get shouted out. All right, that's fair enough. So shout out to that. Check out everything else and everything else that we have on the chair shot. There's a lot of great shows, bandwagon nerds, uh, the scientist DPP just started a new show talking about ga- uh, gaming and whatnot. Super entertaining show. Everything that we have going on, check us out. And again, man, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. I, it's it, it's not a fluke. It's not a gimmick. This is real, folks. I love you. I love America. I want to make America great. Help me make America great. Mike Drop. Three men, one weave. See you next week. Plapalas 2020. Are we at the code are we at the code open part? We can be. We can be wherever um, we want.
for the record, Owen Hart also said, I am not a nugget, but you didn't quote that one. No, why would I? I'm running for president. Why? What, what do nuggets have I to mean, do with anything? I mean, you quoting random Owen Hart quotes. I just wanted to give some context. I felt like that might have been appropriately equated with the chance of you winning as like a very small nugget. <laughs> Make some of it, PC. Make That's some nice of it. Thing. That's the nicest thing you've ever said about me. I have a nugget of winning. Uh, well, I just got flushed. 